and welcome to Avant-Garde Book Storytime. I am Cherie Hardy, and it is always a pleasure to read to you. Thank you so much for listening. Today, I will be reading Plain to Win, the story of Althea Gibson. This book was written by Karen Deans, and it was illustrated by L. Bright Brown. If you have the book, you know what to do. You can follow along and read silently. But if you don't have it, it's not a problem. Just get in a very comfortable place and get very, very, very relaxed. And listen quietly to Playing to Win, the story of Althea Gibson. When Althea Gibson was born on August 25th, 1927, few would have imagined that she was destined for greatness. She was the first child of poor sharecroppers living in South Carolina. Her parents, Annie and Daniel, worked hard trying to scratch out a living on a cotton farm. Each summer, they raised five acres of cotton in exchange for a place to live, which was nothing more than a small wooden cabin. As sharecroppers, they were given part of the cotton they farmed. They sold it to buy just enough food and clothing to get by on. Times were not good for the Gibson family, but when Althea was three, her parents sent her up north to live with her aunt Sally, hoping things might improve for her there. Unfortunately, things weren't much better in New York City, so she was sent to live with her aunt Daisy in Philadelphia. Finally, when Althea was nine, her parents moved to New York and the family settled into an apartment in Harlem. At last, Althea was together with her parents, her three little sisters, and her brother. In the 1930s, life in Harlem was rough on kids trying to grow up. Crime was everywhere and people were poor. Althea was becoming wild. She was either fighting with other kids or skipping school. Sometimes Althea, who loved movies, would play hooky all day in the movie theater. No matter how hard her parents tried, they couldn't keep Althea in line. She had a restless, determined nature that hadn't found a good way to express itself. When she was 13, Althea realized she loved to play ball, any kind of ball. Instead of fighting, she started bowling and playing basketball and paddle tennis. She found she was happiest when she was competing in sports, and she was good at just about anything she tried. When she was 14 years old, a grown-up friend named Buddy Walker recognized how talented she was at paddle tennis and thought she would be good at real tennis. He bought her a used tennis racket, and sure enough, she was a natural. During the 1940s, tennis was a game played mostly by white, wealthy people. The country clubs that had tennis courts would not let black people play. Fortunately for Althea, there was a tennis club for African Americans in New York called the Cosmopolitan Club. It was there that Althea began playing tennis, entering tournaments and winning matches. But even when she was having success on the tennis court, she was still having trouble at school. She felt that it was a waste of time she wanted to play tennis instead. And playing tennis, she did. There was an African-American tennis league called the American Tennis Association that held tournaments throughout the year. 
1947, at the age of 20, Althea won 10 straight tournaments in the ATA. She was a champion in the black tennis community and people were taking notice of her talent. Althea wanted more competition though. She dreamed of playing in the famous United States Lawn Tennis Association, USLTA. The only problem was the officials made it difficult for African Americans to participate. While African Americans were not banned from the league, the championship matches were held at country clubs where they were not allowed. Only one black person, Reginald Weir, had ever entered the USLTA event before he had lost after the second round. Luckily, there were people who wanted to see Althea succeed. One friend, Dr. Herbert Hubert Eaton, invited her to live in his family's home in North Carolina, where she could finish high school as well as play tennis on his private court. While Althea appreciated his kindness and help, it was difficult for her to live in the South. In, the, in North Carolina, she was forced to sit in the back of the bus because of her skin color. In those days, black people were discriminated against openly in the South, and this made Althea feel terrible. Though she longed to be in the North again, Althea went to college at Florida A&M, an all-black college where she was offered a scholarship to play tennis. There, she began competing in tournaments against white players. In 1950, she qualified to play in the U.S. National Tennis Championships at Forest Hills, the most important USLTA tennis tournament in the United States. Althea was the first African-American allowed to play there. She became a curiosity to many spectators and officials. Some objected to her participation and doubted that she was any good. She gave them something to notice. In her second round match against a top-ranked player, Althea was headed for victory when suddenly dark clouds covered the sky. Thunder rumbled over the sounds of bouncing tennis balls and lightning struck down on Forest Hills. Officials stopped the game. When it returned the next resumed the next day, Althea lost. But she had broken down a barrier. People were taking her seriously. She was a contender. During the next few years, Althea struggled. She continued to play in tournaments, but did not do well. Some newspapers wrote that she was a big disappointment. Other supporters in the African-American community were losing hope that she would ever be number one. Pretty soon, she started losing confidence in her game. At one point, she was so discouraged, she almost quit playing tennis to join the Army. A good friend, Sidney Llewellyn, a taxi driver and tennis coach, convinced her to keep playing. He believed she could be the best in the game, so he coached her and encouraged her to play like a champion. In 1955, the U.S. government asked Althea to become a goodwill ambassador as part of a traveling tennis team, the team of two men and two women, journeying around the world playing tennis. It was the best thing that could have happened for Althea's career. It allowed her to play lots of tennis while touring Southeast Asia. She saw many sights, met people, had fun, and improved her game. In 1956, on her way back to the United States, she stopped in Paris, France to play in the French Championships. 
the third most important tennis tournament in the world. She won the tournament and became the first African-American ever to win a major tennis championship. But this didn't satisfy Althea. Now she wanted to win the most important tournament of all, Wimbledon. The All England Tennis Championships at Wimbledon is the oldest, most famous tennis tournament in the history of the game. Althea had played there in 1951 and lost. In 1956, she lost again at Wimbledon and at Forest Hills, but she did not lose hope. Althea had gone further than any African-American tennis player in history, but she didn't believe she had gone far enough. She wanted to be number one in the world. She had the physical skill, but something was holding her back. She continued to play that year, traveling to Australia and Asia for a series of tournaments. She wasn't winning the way she wanted to. However, on her way on her return to the United States, she decided it was time for her to win Wimbledon and Forest Hills. In 1957, she was going to make it happen. That year, Althea arrived at Wimbledon, believing that her time had come to be number one. Although she was nervous, she was confident. All of her hard work finally came together as she won match after match before making it to the final round. On that day, she played Darlene Hard, who had beaten her before, but that didn't keep Althea down. She strode onto center court as the Queen of England watched from the royal box and volleyed and smashed her way to the championship. Althea Gibson had won Wimbledon. Later, she stood on a red carpet on center court and received a trophy from the queen herself. A few weeks later, Althea went on to win at Forest Hills. She was number one. She was the number one ranked woman tennis player in the world. And if anybody had doubts about her title, she put them to rest when she won the same tournament again the next year. Althea Gibson loved to play tennis. She became number one by playing hard and never giving up, even during tough times. She gladly accepted the help of supportive friends and graciously acknowledged their contributions to her career. Whatever Althea did to break down racial barriers in tennis, she did the only way she knew how she played tennis like nobody's business. Wow, boys and girls, here's an author's note. Not only was Althea Gibson a champion on the tennis court, she was a talented singer and performed twice on the Ed Sullivan Show. She also acted in a movie starring John Wayne. In her 30s, she took up golf and became the first African-American to play professionally for the Ladies Professional Golf Association. In later years, she devoted her life to helping children pursue their dreams of playing tennis and golf. She created the Althea Gibson Foundation for this purpose. Here are a few dates, important dates in her timeline. She was born in 1927 in Silver, South Carolina on August 25th. In 1941, took tennis lessons in Harlem's Cosmopolitan Club. In 1942, she won her first tournament, sponsored by the American Tennis Association, the ATA, an all-black organization. In 1949, she played tennis against white players for the first time. In 1950, competed in the U.S. 
National Tennis Championships at Forest Hills. In 1951, entered the All England Tennis Championships at Wimbledon. In 1953, she graduated from Florida A&M, Florida A&M University. In 1955 to 1956, she played tennis throughout Southeast Asia as a goodwill ambassador. In 1956, she won the French Championships. In 1957, she won at Wimbledon and Forest Hills. In 1958, she did it again. She duplicated her wins at Wimbledon and Forest Hills. In 1959, she appeared in a film and released a record album. In 1964, began a professional golf career, joining the Ladies Professional Golf Association. In 1971, she ended her golf career, became a professional tennis teacher, and in 2003, she died in East Orange, New Jersey on September 28th. Oh, wow, boys and girls, that was a wonderful book about the tennis champion, Althea Gibson. It was called Playing to Win, the story of Althea Gibson. It was written by Karen Deans and illustrated by L. Bright Brown. Boys and girls, never give up, up on your dreams. Just keep trying and working hard and listen to the people who try to encourage you. Have a beautiful day. Take care.